right to vote for a hundred years now. It was a hard-fought battle, as evidenced by the women we featured over the last few weeks. The stories of these suffragists are in good company, with all the other tales of wild women in Washington, D.C. With the closing of August, our celebration in podcast form of the 19th Amendment and women's right to vote comes to an end, though we will continue to promote women's history in future episodes and in life in general. This is Tour Guide Tell All, and I'm Candon. Today, we are going to talk about my book, Wild Women of Washington, as a way to segue from suffragist stories to the broader stories of badass women in the district. To start, someone who is not in my book, Frances Perkins. We are going to give her a full episode in the future, but I'd be remiss if I didn't give her a shout out today, Labor Day. Like Memorial Day at the beginning of the summer, we often think of this as a three-day weekend, end of summer, last poolside barbecue, and forget that there's an actual reason behind the holiday. Today, we honor the American workforce with a nod and some social posts. But Frances Perkins was a workers' rights advocate and became the first woman appointed to a U.S. cabinet position as FDR's Secretary of Labor. Now, the Rebeccas are going to talk a lot more about her in the future, but right quick, if you are getting unemployment benefits or overtime pay or minimum wage, you can thank her. The only reason I don't talk about Perkins in my book is I was given a page limit. My book, Wild Women of Washington, is actually part of the Wicked series through the History Press, now Arcadia Publishing. But the women I write about, they weren't wicked. They were just doing things they weren't supposed to, like wearing pants and voting. It's hard to imagine that those two seemingly insignificant acts at one point could get you listed as a wild woman. Now, shameless plug, you can get a copy of my book online. I'm the only Candon on Amazon, but I'd much prefer if you contacted a local bookseller or checked out your local library, or you can actually get a copy on our merchandise store, which is linked in the show notes below. I want to use this mini episode to highlight one of my favorite stories, Dr. Mary Edwards Walker. She received a medical degree and opened a practice in New York. Now this was the mid 1800s, so just before the Civil War. It was not unheard of for a woman to be practicing as a doctor, but it was still very rare. And not everyone trusted a woman doctor, so her practice was not very successful. With the outbreak of the Civil War and the need for medical professionals, she came south to Washington, D.C., where surely the U.S. government wouldn't care that she was a woman. But they did, and she was allowed to volunteer unpaid as a nurse. She proves herself as skilled and knowledgeable and, more importantly, willing, and she is commissioned as an assistant surgeon, which would be the first for the Army, a female surgeon. Women, Civil War, 1860s, you may be picturing a large petticoat and a hoop skirt. Can you imagine doing surgery on the battlefield in that? Well, neither could she. She trades the dresses for slacks and compliments them occasionally with a top hat and a bow tie. Dr. Walker was active in dress reform her entire life, much before the war, often refusing to dress in long skirts and petticoats. This is illegal. She is arrested for impersonating a man and even captured by the Confederacy and imprisoned as a suspected spy. 
for why else would a woman be wearing pants unless it was to deceive them? This is a common rumor about Dr. Walker, that she was a spy. There is no proof, so she either wasn't one or she was a really good one. I prefer the latter. After the war, she sought a retroactive commission for her bravery, basically looking to get an officer's rank and official documentation of her service in the war. This brings our episodes into full circle, as it was Secretary of War Edwin Stanton, who Becca talked about last week, who looked into the legality of commissioning a woman. It ends up being decided that it just cannot be done, but acknowledgement is warranted. And thus, President Andrew Johnson personally awarded her the Medal of Honor for her bravery. She crossed into enemy territory to care for the wounded in places that others were afraid to go. The Medal of Honor is the highest medal in the U.S. military, and it was created during the Civil War. Fast forward to the early 1900s. It is decided that perhaps this highest medal has been given out too freely, and a panel for the U.S. government reviews the past recipients. It was decided that over 500 of them should be revoked, including Buffalo Bill Cody and Dr. Mary Edwards Walker. The law behind the Medal of Honor limits it to commissioned officers, and since she was a civilian contract surgeon, she was not eligible. At least that's the argument. There is good evidence that it was more about her being a woman, since there were two other contract surgeons who had been awarded the Medal of Honor who did not have them revoked. There are a lot more nuances to her story, and a lot more stories of fearless and wild women in D.C., many of whom we've talked about in past episodes of Tour Guide Tell All and will talk about in future episodes, but all of which are conveniently written down in my book, Wild Women of Washington, D.C. Dr. Walker's story does not end here, though, and I'll tell you what happened to her and her medal after this. Did you know that we have a store... We have t-shirts, totes, coffee mugs, and more featuring quotes from some of our features in past episodes. You can also buy an autographed copy of my book here. The link is in the show notes. This is a unique Labor Day, celebrating the American workforce when a lot of the American workforce, including us, is out of work. If you enjoy listening to Tour Guide Tell All and want to help us make future episodes, there are a few ways to support us. You could tell your friends, leave a five-star review, become a patron for special perks, send us a virtual tip on Venmo, purchase something from our store, send us good vibes, write your congressperson to consider tourism industry and future stimulus bills, or, you know, just do all of the above. As we end our month of celebrating the right to vote for everyone, regardless of sex, we want to leave you with one final task. Make sure you're registered to vote. Hopefully, after hearing the struggle and fight of suffragists to guarantee this right, you are already inclined to do so, but we wanted to put a final call to action. There is a link in the show notes on how to confirm that you are registered. When Dr. Walker dies in 1919, it is without her Medal of Honor. Well, without it being official. She never had to give back the actual physical medal. She is buried in New York in a black suit and tie. Her family fights for her, and in the 1970s, her medal is restored, making Dr. Mary Edwards Walker the first and so far only woman to earn the Medal of Honor in the U.S. military. Tour Guide Tell All is produced 
researched, recorded, edited, and mixed by Becca, Rebecca, Dan, and Candon, all tour guides with free tours by foot in Washington, D.C. Subscribe and listen to free anywhere you can get podcasts. We'll be back next Thursday or earlier if you're a patron to talk about government officials, assassination attempts, and Embassy Row. We want to thank our supporters who've left us Finmo tips and our patrons. We also want to thank Buck and Lauren, our first two supporters who purchase merch from our store. See you next week.